Welcome to episode 44 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss our joys and struggles of entrepreneurship. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. We are both days away from releasing new products. Well, have you picked a, a date? No. Oh, come on. No, I have not. Dude, it totally depends at this where point. Is, on where is your... Matt, <laughs> got you got to pick that date and all in. Yeah, well, we're still getting parts produced, and I sent the ones that I have out for demos for some of our influencers. So just even the start of the release was not smooth like I wanted because I only had maybe a dozen of these new products on hand, and so I was only able to get these out to a couple of our influencers, not even everybody. So there's kind of going to be a, a big release on the TA targets end. And then I think I'm going to end up funneling some of the finished product to some of our influencers to kind of do another ramp up right after we release to try to get content out so that it stays really fresh. But nice. I was hoping for Friday for the release, but man, I still got to finish the video, do all the graphics for the site, get all the products up on the site and it's there's a lot behind it because it's multiple it goes with multiple products so it's changing skews like crazy on our on our site so yeah. i'm struggling my way through everything i kind of have like a, a no entry policy in my office for this week like it, it, you might get attacked if you come into my office <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm entering through your computer Yes. See, that is an acceptable gateway. You can't hit me from here. So anybody working at TA, if you need to talk to Jared, just, uh, just go through the, the, the zoom meetings like we use. Yeah. Or just text me, just text me or that (laughs) person. My my experience from texting you is I'm probably not going to hear back from you too soon either. Well, it's, if I don't want any distractions, I put my phone away. It'll like go in my desk drawer and it disappears on silent. And that's, I have to do that or else I get so distracted by all the other stuff. Like I'll, I'll be working on graphics and all of a sudden I realize, well, I just blew 20 minutes on Instagram. Not that I blew it, but I was talking to people on Instagram and it took the last 20, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, if I don't put it away, man, it, yeah, I'm it's very easily distracted. It's a little off topic, but I'm actually, I ordered a, a desk, actually a couple of desks. I got one for my wife too, uh, to make myself an actual office. Cause we have a, we have a little office in our house and my shop's behind my house. So, uh, I've, I've held off doing it just because I do spend all my time out in the shop, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know, I think if I had a place that's quiet and is away from all the distractions of the shop that I feel like I could get, a lot more done um, a lot quicker as far as like editing goes and and some engineering and stuff. So I decided I'm going to make myself an office. Uh, So I'm I'm looking forward to having a a place where I can close the door off and, and actually kind of focus and not just be either set up in my kitchen table or or in the shop. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It never bothered me as much in the past, you know, not having my own space, but as of lately, it's been driving me nuts just because it's, 
it's so hard when you don't have your own place. You can kind of lock the door and keep quiet and focused. It's extremely hard for me to maintain a high level of drive and focus and and executing things. Um, I'm noticing that more and more, and we just don't have a whole lot of space at the shop. But even if I lock the door and I just tell everybody, look, this is a period that I need for me. Otherwise I won't get what I need done finished. There's still like right now I can hear people banging steel around out there and I'll hear the plasma table ripping around and saws and grinders and stuff. Yeah. But there's still distractions even with the door shut. Um, so someday I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that here when we do an addition with the warehouse or whatever, we have a lot of plans in place, but hopefully I know we will be adding new offices and that will be fantastic. But yeah. I do have the Cerakote shop at home and I've thought about that, but I don't have a great computer setup out in the shop. So when we get to the point where I have in the budget for TA targets to get a MacBook pro, then uh, there's going to be some strategic days that I just stay out in the shop at home um, away from all the distractions and things just so I can be super focused. Yeah. And the, the whole computer thing is one thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep just using what we're, or we are using, which I've got a PC in, in the shop and that's, that's what I, that's what we do all of our you know, fulfillment on. And, and I do all my, my engineering and, and stuff for the CNC on. And then I've got, I've got my MacBook pro, which is what I use for like everything else. Um, and I have fusion 360 on it, but it doesn't run as, as well on a, on the Mac is what it does on a PC. So I'm just going to try and see if I can get by with, I don't know. I've not spent a ton of time engineering on my MacBook pro. And part of it is just cause I don't, it, it, it's, it's not great using the little mouse pad thing and stuff when you're trying to engineer. So yeah. I'm wondering if once I get an actual mouse an actual monitor an actual keyboard and stuff, if it, if it will be better. So I'm trying to hold off on, on having to buy another two thousand dollar PC, uh, you know, for engineering and stuff. So we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> um, yeah, and that's <clears throat> my whole thing is when I get that MacBook, it gives me it'll give me the opportunity to do a lot of video and photo editing on the run. Where normally I will go out to an event like we just had the other weekend. You know, you and I and a bunch of other friends just hanging out shooting videos. Um, it wouldn't be such a mad dash to get back to the shop if I had some way to at least start organizing the photos I took and the videos and things like that remotely. Yeah. Um, I always think about that. We go to things like shot show or other events where I get some photos that are cool and some videos that I know in, in a half hour I could throw together a quick edit. Yep. And I just, I can't do it right now because I don't have a good laptop to travel with me. I mean, I have a MacBook pro, but it's like eight years old and it crashed and it's not, it's not functional anymore. Yeah. I I love my MacBook pro dearly. It goes everywhere with me and it's, it's just awesome. Awesome computer. So we are, uh, people will be listening to this after at least my product release. Cause Jared's going to happen next year. Partially joking i will release mine either friday or monday <laughs> uh, we'll see about that so uh see so you guys will be hearing thursday. this it'll be thursday and then i'm gonna accidentally <laughs> drop your product and it'll be great 
<laughs> so people will be hearing this a little bit afterwards. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, if, if you follow us, that you will have seen our products by the time you are listening to this. But uh, I'm pretty much set. I'll add, I'm just waiting for uh, the packaging cards that go in the clamshells, and those should be ready tomorrow. But we have just about everything ready. Uh, Greg, Greg did knock out some amazing videos. I think I shared a couple with you yesterday. Yeah, they um, were really good. A couple of the proofs. So uh, we got we got videos ready. I got got stuff on on the websites pretty much ready. My web guy, I told him that we're doing a launch, and from his experience, anytime we've done either a new product launch or like a big custom shop drop that that we know is going to go good, we've pretty much needed him on deck for any for any emergency stuff. So I told him we had this coming. He was like. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and block out that whole day. Uh, just oh, just to, in case you have any issues or anything? Yeah, just in case there's any web issues or, <clears throat> or anything like that. So that made me feel a little better that I'm going to have him, you know, a phone call away to, to fix anything. So, but I'm excited from uh, some of the people that I sent them to ahead of time. I think most of them have, uh, have messaged me back and, and, said that they all loved it and that they're excited for it. And they think we're going to sell a boatload of them, which I hope we do. I would think you would. I know I have, I have mine in my bag and I guess I can talk kind of about it because this is going to get released after the fact, but that's true. Yeah. It's, um, I I see it as a, a really legit product and I'm, I'm excited to integrate it into everything I do every day. Definitely feels it's funny because I just shot videos of using my carbine in my bag um, and deploying it and everything last week. And I was just looking at the videos with your product from, I guess that was already last weekend uh, from using your product and then without, and it looked so sloppy before. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty quick, but you always saw me fighting around and trying to get everything out of the bag properly. I'm still being super secretive and I'm not sure why. Yeah. It, well, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're, uh, we're in the future now, so we can, we can talk freely about it. So the sentry Tell strap, about it. so the sentry strap is the original magnetic sling staging strap. That sounds like you practice that. That straps to your rifle and keeps your sling staged. So it's ready to go when you need it. What was, uh, what was the phrase you used? Grip and rip, grip and rip, baby. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a video of when we were with with Pat Mack this summer. We brought brought one down for him to check out, and he loved it. And he puts it on his he puts on his rifle, and he's looking at it. He's like, "Yep, yep." And then and then he he uh, like he extends his stock out, and then he grips and rips the the sling, and he goes yoink yoink. And, <laughs> and I was like yoink yoink, and he goes yoink yoink, and so he said yoink yoink for like too many times, so. Yoink yoink me. That was the running running joke. Yeah, yoink yoink may end up being like a hashtag for it or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Is it in the video that you shot with him? Does yeah. he say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> post. I'm gonna post the that full unedited video of him. You know, first first using because he's you know he says some pretty funny things. And I had to beep out a number of things, which I think makes it even funnier. Uh, so yeah, he says he says yoink yoink. 
and we say yoink yoink. So that, that might be a thing, but that's really funny. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I guess I can talk a little bit more freely about the, by the century strap now. So uh, the century strap really came out of a need for myself, just like you, you know, you're saying that, that, that this is something that you can start using every day. And it's, again, it's kind of a niche product because not everybody every day carries a folded stock or it doesn't have to be folded stock, but, but has a, a, a rifle with them every day. But for those who do having your sling just hang around and, and dangle and stuff, isn't a great option. So people use rubber bands or painters tape I've seen. And, um, so that way it keeps your sling nice and tight up against the rifle. And then when you need it, you like, you know, with a rubber band or, or tape, you just grab your sling and you pull it. And those things will, will, will break free usually. Um, and so I wanted, so I, I just thought it looked silly. Cause you have these guys with these like $5,000 beautiful rifles and they're using rubber bands and, and tape on them. I'm like, it, it, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And this started a long time ago. Um, that, that I really was trying to think how to do this. Um, and I knew that I knew that I wanted to use magnets and not because that's like my thing or anything, but just because I knew there was going to be a good way to make th- uh, to, to make it break free. So, um, so I got out my sewing machine and some, and some webbing and stuff that I had laying around and sewed something up and I sent it off to, off to my buddy that is a master of all things stitching and him and I worked together and came up with what is now a sentry strap. So it's basically, there's a, there's a webbing with Velcro that wraps around and then around your gun. And then there's another piece of elastic that has a magnet on the end um, that magnets to, there's another magnet in the webbing part of it. So it holds your sling in place. And then when you need your sling, you just grab the sling and you pull on it and the magnets will break free. So there are, there, there's probably another off the top of my head. I can think of like three other staging sling staging products on the market, but none of them break free. Uh, and, and that was a big thing. Well, that was kind of a must have for me with this. If I couldn't make a break free, then I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to make it. So I, I don't, I don't want to make something else that's already out there. Even if it looks a little different, I want to make something that's, that, that really works different. So, uh, you know, from everybody that, that I've showed it to, and, um, they've got, a, I've had a lot of law enforcement and, and, and military and, and, and stuff uh, using them and they all want more. So I'm hoping that I've already got a second, run uh being made so i'm putting all my eggs in this basket and i'm going off of i'm going off of the feedback that i've heard i haven't even sold any yet and i'm already getting a second run made well that's that's my concern with our product is i i have 120 of these things getting made and if it goes like our hostage release went when we did that hostage assembly that's not going to be even close to enough right but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I don't know how it's going to go, but um, I go ahead. You know, and like you, like I, I'm also kind of gauging it off our Rask drop, which 
I sold way more of those than what I thought I was going to uh, for the drop. And I th- I'm trying to remember how many I had made. I think I've got even less of these than what I did the Rask. And I sold out of the Rask in like a day or two. So yeah. um, I really think drop time, I'm going to sell out of probably the first first two runs. Honestly, I, in my head, I should I should be getting stuff over to him for run number three already. Uh, cause I probably should have done more for the, uh, for the initial order, but just cause I, I hate, I, I don't mind going out of stock on a drop because it creates, it creates buzz. It creates, yeah. um, need. <clears throat> and you know, if there's a shortage of people want it then, but at the same time, if you go out of stock too long, then people just get ticked and lose interest. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't mind going out of stock for a short period of time, but I, I, I at least feel better having a second order, you know, already on its way when I'm going out of stock. I don't like being out of stock and then, then starting, uh, the restock. So, yeah. And I'm not even sure. I mean, we're scrambling to get this first official, um, this first official batch done. So that's part of this whole calculation here is we're really cutting it down to the wire, which is kind of sad. It, it's a little disappointing to me because we've been designing this for the past year and three months or so. You'd think that we would be a little bit more you know, ahead on this. But at the same time, it just kind of speaks to the fact that when you're designing a product, there's always last minute changes. I, I've never had something go perfect right away. And even out at ORD, we were talking about, Oh, well we should add this. And I was like, Oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) I just made 12 of those things. Yeah. We're supposed to go to ambassador. So we, we had been ahead and had we not needed to make that one last revision, it probably wouldn't be as stressful, but I'm really glad we made that last revision because it did make an even more refined product. And our product is, it's a new base for our target systems. I can talk about that now. And I've been putting teasers out and I have some ambassadors of ours, our influencers putting some teasers out. And I can tell you that there's a lot of people waiting for that. Just from the messages I've received, um, even before I've released pricing or availability or when these things are going to drop, I have people that are messaging me all the time asking, Hey, can I get orders in early? Can I get, I have a department that wants to get 12 of them in before the actual release. I'm the only reason I haven't, haven't done that for them and gotten their order in is because I, I don't even have the final 100% hammered down pricing. I'm waiting on some more run times and fab times from our shop so I can finalize exactly where this pricing is going to land. Um, but it, it's cool. And I think it's going to change the game. Um, I know some people are going to be like, Oh, another base. So that's weird. But it, it goes with, for a couple of reasons, it goes with our image that we're pr- trying to portray as a really cutting edge steel target company. And the base just looks nasty when you, when you see it. And we call it the arachnid because it has eight legs. It, it changes how our look of our products um, is received on, on, from the end user. Um, so that's not everything. Obviously, there's a lot of function behind it, but 
it's collapsible. It's armored. You can now replace the paper holders if for some reason somebody decides to shoot them somehow, but they're hidden behind an armored sheet. <clears throat> Dusty. <clears throat> Dusty. Dusty always ends up shooting a top bracket or a base. Or <laughs> Even if it wasn't him, he's a good guy to blame. Yeah. but Easy target. Yeah, so it's it's not as exciting as some people you know, thinking, oh, they're doing a whole new target system. I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, it's just another base. But there is... Well, and you've a, got some new targets coming out too. We do. We oh. have, I want to say, four new products that are going to be rolling out over the next year. And some of those I've been teasing, but they're not going to come out for a while. I say, have I seen them all? No. And there's other stuff too that we haven't even talked about. Yeah. And the only reason I haven't is because it's still in concept mode, you know, we're very, very beginning stages of R and D. So I wouldn't even know where to describe. I could describe the direction where we're headed. I'm still waiting for my idea to get made. I have an idea board right now and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven targets on that. Where am I on that list? You're at the top. You're actually, yeah, you're, you're three down or you're the third one down. All right. It's not bad. So it's, I'm working through it, man. You know how this whole probably been like a year lifestyle thing goes, but I, you know, I'm going to be honest with, um, with some of the meetings we've been having and some of the people that we're going to be bringing on board. I will be able to hammer through stuff like that much faster over the coming year to 18 months. And I'm, man, I'm pumped to, to kick this thing into high gear. Um, but it's at this point, I'm still, and I've noticed it over the last two weeks, I've been barely keeping up with the voicemails and the emails and the communications I'm getting from customers. And that's a little disappointing, but, um, I don't know. You're, you're constantly balancing what's the most, what's the most important thing right this second to get done. I mean, if I miss the release, that's going to really, really suck. Um, so what sparked the arachnid, you know, what got that started? Um, one of the, the main drivers behind it was the fact that I always had people reaching out from Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico asking for order or asking me what the shipping prices would be for their orders. Because on our website right now, if you try to order from any of those three locations, it's going to give you an error and it's going to tell you to contact me. And the reason why is because the shipping is insane and we can get creative. So say somebody orders a two third eight app, which has a target plate, a top racket and a base. We can get creative. We can ship the base separate and that can go UPS or FedEx. And so that'll cost someone to Hawaii like 80 bucks. And then we can ship the target plate and the top racket in a USPS flat rate. And that'll go for like 17. But my goal was, First, I wanted to create a collapsible base that I could throw into a flat rate box. And I don't like flat rate boxes for our products. It's really not a great option for shipping just because the boxes are super thin. It's typically our UPS and FedEx rates are actually a lot lower than flat rate. And if you're doing comparable sizes and weights, we get better rates from UPS and FedEx. But for certain areas like Puerto Rico and Hawaii and Alaska, the flat rate is the cheapest and most consistent option. And even if I didn't ship flat rate to those locations, now I have a product that can pack way smaller than our round base. 
So that was the first, um, kind of the first look at this. And then what sparked the design of the arachnid base, how it looks and connects was actually our fireboxes. And I don't know if you've ever seen them, Greg, but yeah, we have those little fire pit things. They just kind of clip together. I used a lot of that same concept with the arachnid, how it tapers out, how things look. We wanted the front shield to be angled down just like our target. So if you do have a, a front hit on the low shield, it's going to send the frag down to the ground. We wanted it to have points so that it really digs into the ground. There's a lot of different concepts that we pulled from other products that we had in our in our lineup. Um, and then as we started going forward, originally it didn't have any paper holders. And then I put paper holders front and rear. So you could have multiple, you know, two different cardboard targets, shoot, no shoot, and then a steel target. Then I eliminated the rear paper holders because it it was kind of redundant and I needed to shrink the size of the rear shield. Uh, We made changes to it. We had like eight revisions of this over the last year and a half. Um, And ultimately it led us to this point where now you have a collapsible, super compact base that's very durable. It has an armored shield on the front and it is going to be a little more expensive than our round base. So I don't expect it to put the round base out of commission, but there are definitely customers that are going to benefit from this base. Yeah. I I definitely think there's a need for a need for both. Uh, You know, if you, if you've got the space and, uh, or maybe have a more of a, a, perm, a permanent range than the round bases are going to be, are, are going to be a better fit for you probably. But if you need something that can, that can break down or, uh, or if you're moving stuff back and forth a lot, then the arachnid is going to be a good, good, good bet. So I think it's a good move. It's interesting. I think it's always interesting to hear you know, how, the, how a product starts out and what the, what gets the, the mind going on, on designing it. Well, and, and as I was, throwing targets in my jeep and everything you know the 20 inch base is small but they take up space and i i showed up in ohio with i think six or eight arachnids in my jeep i had the back seat folded down with the video shoot we just did the other weekend i had either six or eight of those arachnids and target plates and of course i had the steel posts and stuff so those are pretty big but to fit eight round bases in the back of my jeep would have taken up three times the space of what, um, what the arachnids did. So it was kind of cool to experience that driving six hours with a bunch of steel targets and, and seeing how much space you could save. But that's kind of the backstory and it's evolved. It's evolved from there. And it's, you know, there's no guarantee with a new product. You know that I think everybody listening knows that, but I think if you're not releasing something like I'm, I'll put it this way. I'm cautiously, I'm cautious about putting too many products out, but I also recognize that I want to keep the image of the company fresh and I want to make sure that I'm releasing new, new products either at least once a year or a couple times a year if, if the need arises, but I just don't want to put out products that don't fill a need. Yep. Otherwise you're just adding skews and headaches trying to keep inventory. And, and we've done that in the past. We, we had products that weren't really, in my opinion, they weren't really a great fit for us and they really were kind of redundant. And it's why you saw us move to things like the hostage assembly for the ADAP system rather than have a separate hostage, which we used to. We used to have a pistol hostage and then a rifle hostage. 
And you think about that. We had three different SKUs then, or two different SKUs for just the hostage targets. And neither one of them, in my opinion, were as good as our ADAP system as far as how audible they were, how durable. Well, if you just make the hostage adaptable to the ADAP, which we designed, thats I mean, it's in the name of the ADAP. It's supposed to be adaptable. Then you eliminate the need for those other components. We're adding cross-compatibility among different components. Makes it easier to produce. Now we're producing more numbers of the same products. And it's, it's just all around. I'm always thinking with the next products we're working on, okay, how can we combine parts? How can we use top brackets that we already know work? We've proven they work bases that we've proven they work. You know, it's, it's funny how things have changed over the last four years with the mindset behind the new products. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So it's, it's exciting that we can, we can talk a little more freely about these products because we've been kind of hinting towards it for probably at least the last month on these podcasts. And um, so hopefully as you guys are listening to this, you've, you've seen, you've seen these products and hopefully the launch has, has gone well. Uh, so dear future Greg and Jared, hope everything went well for you as you listen to this a week later. You guys did good. Good job guys. You did really good. You did the best you could. Yeah, I'm going to reach over and pat you on your back. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs> um, so the the last episode, um, which people are going to be hearing today, so we, we got to have our mind in, in fast forward mode here. So uh, we were talking about uh, social media and we were talking about uh, agency arms account getting taken down. I think it was the same day that we recorded the podcast, maybe the next day, uh, agency arms got their account back up, which is, which is awesome. Uh, so I, th- I think one of the comments that I had made in the podcast was that it would be interesting to see if, if agency arms gets their account put back up, because to me, if it does get put back up, <clears throat> then that sends a message to me that's that's less we're trying to silence you. We're trying to silence everybody as it is. Um, I think what I suspected I think is correct that just when an account gets enough flags from people, Instagrams, um, their their internal program just automatically takes the account down. If it gets probably, there's probably some threshold on, on, on flagged accounts where <clears throat> it'll just automatically take it down. Uh, the annoying part with that is since there's nobody that actually looked at it and, and took it down means that now you have to somehow get a hold of, of a person there to get it put back up. And I messaged um, Michael over there at, at at agency, I just asked, well, I said, congrats for getting it back up. And I asked him what he, what he did. And he just said that, that, that he filed a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he filed the, uh, the, the thing and sent it back to Instagram. That's really all he did. But he said that, 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 that they had all kinds of, of people messaging their so-called contacts at Facebook and Instagram um, so he thinks that that probably had had more more to do with it getting it back up. Um, 
which really, you know, you know, to me, that's there's good news and bad news there. And I'm going to focus on the good news with it. The good news is that there's enough people out there who, you know, who do support uh, accounts like ours and, and our industry that, that, that do have contacts on the inside. And I know that there's even people on the inside of Instagram and Facebook that are pro gun. Um, they're probably fewer and far between, but they are there. So just, you know, trying to do what you can to get, uh, to get a hold of those people. If something like that happens to you is, is going to be the way to go. You know what else I've always seen in a situation like this, the company, usually the response in the past that I've seen, the company will make a backup page and then reach out to all their friends in the industry and say, Hey, our account's dead. Please follow this page. And typically, honestly, what I've seen in the past is those backup pages blow up. Yeah, well, so if you have the right mindset, you could use that bad event as a really good marketing opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I, I think agencies, agencies backup account got something like 20,000 uh, subscribers in the matter of like a couple days or something. It was something crazy. Now that is, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the 300,000 plus that they have on, on the main account. But still the fact that they could whip up 20,000. Yeah. It's 20, and, I just checked. It's 22,000. Right. And, and just, you know, seeing that response, cause there were so many people were posting and reposting to, you know, to go follow agency. And, um, is there a, is there like a bomb rate or something going on in the background there? Yeah. Do you want to just wait a minute? <laughs> I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you can hear it on the podcast, but there's like a, I can hear it clear as day. I, dude, I need to start recording from my house. There's a bomb. Uh, it's nine uh, o'clock, nine o'clock bomb raid. Sorry. Uh, it's actually nine Oh three AM. Um, I'm in the, the backwoods of Russia, <laughs> Moscow or whatever, you know, I'm running from whatever you want to call you underground. I need to grab the Galil. Give me a second. <laughs> Where's my ammo. All right. I don't hear anymore. I don't hear it. Anymore. It's the local fire department. Sorry about that. It's crazy. They do it at 9am. So we have, you know, the, they do the siren checks here. Oh, it's like Wednesday and Saturday or something. They do it at noon. So they want to make sure everybody's awake out there. Well, it's, that was probably a legit fire call. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Whenever they, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know if this is in every state. If there's a fire call or something, it goes off. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, all these first responders have pagers and they have cell phones. Like, they're not listening from 20 miles away for a siren. To I wonder about that, too. Yeah, I think it's tradition. I really, I think that it, co- it goes back to a time period where um, that's the only way that they would have known as a first responder, hey, yeah. get to the fire hall, yeah. get the fire out. Now we do it and it's obnoxious. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that was wildly off topic, but... Um, You'll find a place for it, I promise. Yeah. So anyway, I, 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 was, I was glad to see agency get back up. I was glad to see the... Uh, the community rally around and, and and people step up to help them out and and yeah and i hope that I, I honestly hope that the response would be even bigger just because it could happen to any one of us and how awesome would it be for <clears throat> uh, for one of us you know for one of our accounts to go out and 
us to see everybody in the industry, even competitors stepping up and saying, Hey, you know, you know, you know we don't want to see anybody have to do this and, and, uh, and go through this. So yes, we want to step up and, and, and help. So, um, so yeah, I, I know there's still a lot of, of, uh, suspects on, but if Instagram and Facebook are <clears throat> are trying to silence the Second Amendment and stuff, and um, I was talking to my buddy last night who runs a pretty large Facebook page for Triple Lot Design, and I, you know, I think they have over three thousand some uh, people in that group, and they crack down on not on no gun or knife post allowed in the group because they've seen other groups just get 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 taken down um strider knives their their custom knife brand i guess they've been taken down twice over the last last week or something um what do you mean by posts like people trying to sell stuff no or just, just posting pictures about just it? just posting pictures which 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 tad now they've and probably pretty smartly so have have kind of changed the direction of their company they used to be very tactical and they're moving more gray man everyday look stuff now, but you still have a lot of people that have been with them since the very tactical day. So you have, you know, a large percent of the people in that group are gun and knife people. Um, Tad, Tad partners with, with people in the gun industry and the knife industry and, um, and, and do collabs. In fact, we, uh, we have some Ted Neomags that are going to be at a big knife show this weekend. Uh, they partnered up, partnered up with us and, um, and me trying to work with them through that. They're super nervous about posting anything. I mean, they, they aren't nervous about posting the Neomag, but we got to be careful with what, uh, like what's in the photos with the Neomag. Like, you no, know, it's pretty much got to be like a close up of the Neomag on a magazine but so close where you can't tell there's bullets in the magazine. You know, there's no guns in the background. Um, I think they're even a little nervous about linking back to my website maybe. So and and why, be- why is that just because they're heavily Facebook based or what's their reasoning? Cause they've, because they've had ads and groups shut down before uh, for having, uh, for just getting flagged because of that stuff. And that's a tough thing is when you are like a a clothing and gear company and especially one that, that uh, I mean, they're based in like San Francisco. Um, So they're behind enemy lines and, and they, and they are, they've been slowly gearing up and working more towards making clothing for not tactical people. So you're getting, um, which I hate calling us tactical people. I'm, I'm drawing a blank for what else to call us. <clears throat> Defenders um, of the week. <laughs> three percenters. Threeper. You're <laughs> such a threeper, Greg. <laughs> so, um, That's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. So uh, I guess I'm trying to get to is they, they are slowly getting more and more people who aren't gun and knife people into their brand. So, so you're, and, and again, they're, they're in California. And there's a lot of people that, that hate freedom there. So uh, you, you get those people mixing with these. They don't hate it. They just love to give it away. 
Yeah. It's like being friendly to your neighbor. You loan him your lawnmower. Well, your liberties, you just give them away to other people. You can have your freedoms. You just have to pay for them. I don't even think that's the case. I think you just (laughs) give them away. Okay. Just give them away, Greg. (laughs) So so you're getting a clash of, of, of people in these groups. And you've got people in these groups that <clears throat> that freak out when they see anything gun or knife related and they flag the post. And then, again, once you hit that threshold of, of flagged things on your account, it just gets taken down. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think there is <clears> – <throat> um, I think part of it is Facebook and Instagram's hate for all things – guns but i also think that 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 they're actually i think they're actually being fairly tolerant you know when you consider how much they don't like that stuff and how much they do let uh go through their 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 platform i I think they're actually fairly tolerant um it's just it's a pain in the butt because their you know their internal program is just gonna it's gonna take anything down that gets flagged so. And I think it speaks more to how people are than even Instagram and social media. I think it's really easy for us, for us to um, just go after Facebook, Instagram, and be like, oh, well, they suck because whatever. And things change and you've got to adapt. We've all talked about this and beat that dead horse a thousand times. But think about the fact that people are actually getting so affected, quote unquote, by the post that you're putting out that they feel the need to take the extra 30 seconds to report it. That's yep. the part that I lose a little bit of faith in humanity. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I see that I'm like, wow, that's really weird. I definitely would not post that. But at the, the same the time, the only things I've ever taken the time to flag inappropriate. I can't even think of anything on Facebook I've ever done, but Instagram, you know, I get some spam porn account that messages me or something. Those are the only things I ever block and flag. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a legit time to do it. And I feel I, if I say anything about Instagram or Facebook, I wish that they would be able to filter. Maybe they can, and maybe, maybe it is filtered pretty well. Like heck, maybe my page gets a hundred reports every week. I mean, you just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how to tell that. Right. So their, their filters may be fairly tolerant. Like you said, maybe they're not, maybe you get two reports from some person who hates guns. And now all of a sudden you're, you know, your, your account gets kicked out, but I don't know. It, it just speaks to the fact that people, I think, know that they can affect a page when they see stuff they don't like. So they just go out and report it. I mean, you see, think of how many times people yell for boycotts of things and you know, anything makes them upset. And now they're like, Oh, boycotting. I'm done. I'm just done with that. And then we'll do everything in their power to destroy whatever they hate. Yeah, instead of just scrolling past or just ignoring it, or right. You know, yeah, and I mean, like I said, done with it. If instead of doing that, it's yeah, it's what can I do to to bring this down? <laughs> right, got to bring down the establishment. But yeah, so that's for me. I have more of a a distaste for the people that are engaging in that than yeah. than the fact that Instagram has some process set in place to automatically kick something that's been reported X amount of times or however it's done. Right. You know, I, thankfully it's never happened to us yet. I I don't know that. I don't know that it will. I don't know that we're on enough people's radar who are outside of 
what we do. But um, that first spell there was weird. So on Keystone Carry for a little while there, I was getting like anti-gun people and pages like on my page all the time. And I guarantee you they were reporting me. And I, I don't remember what caused it. It must have been a hashtag or something I was using. But I showed up on their feed somehow. And they were on my page like fire. I would get like 30 comments about hating me and how can you own guns and all this other stuff. So I guarantee you that I was getting reported. And yeah. during that spell, I grew the fastest and had the most likes that I've ever had. Well, I love when those people show up because they boost engagement so much. Yeah, I, I, they troll and everybody else that follows us trolls hard back. <laughs> well, well, that well, and just Facebook and Instagram's algorithm is when a post gets likes and comments, it's going to keep showing it in more people's feeds, which then turns into more likes and comments, and and it just snowballs. So, yeah. So I, anytime I get those comments, I always comment back, and I, and I and I try to get those those things going and. I usually always end by thanking them for helping me boost engagement. Cause that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a game. It's a constant game and, and a learning thing. But I, I think if I was going to tell some, say something to anybody, it's just, you know, I, I think we get so consumed with this. We get so consumed with this social media thing. Um, and I, there's plenty of companies I can list off a ton of companies that are feeding into, into the clickbait. Um, and I, I think at, at some levels, that's what it is because it's a, a pressure point. And when you're talking about it as your company, it, people comment and engage with that post. When you say, look at Instagram, how they're hiding guns from me. And it's a, a reputable page or whatever. Yeah, it's going to get people commenting, people get people kind of stirred up. Um, I, I don't want to use that tactic for what we're doing. I just want to do what we're doing. And I think we all should pay attention to what's going on because if the day ever comes that you post a picture of a gun or a knife and then you get immediately van hammered or whatever, obviously we would need to pay attention to that. But at this point, my plans are just over the next year, ramp up social media like crazy, really orchestrate a, a nice push um, so I can reach as many people as possible. And then we'll deal with whatever comes out of that. Oh, you're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, and especially with this with this product launch, I'm trying to. Um, you know, it's one of the things we kind of talked about last week that that kind of sparked a little bit more. Which I, I mean, I already, I already knew this, and I was already thinking about doing it, but it kind of kicked it into high gear. Which is, um, you know, if my account got taken down, we talked about leaning on the other friends and ambassadors and accounts that that we have on Instagram. So for this product launch, I'm really trying to. Uh, you know, I'm trying to line up ambassadors as well as, um, you know, some of the bigger accounts that do reposts and stuff. And I'm just trying to hit it, hit it hard. Cause I'll be honest, it's probably a pretty short matter of time before somebody copies the century straps. So I got to come out guns blazing and, and try to be that be seen as the, uh, as the originator on this. Well, that's, that speaks to the fact that, you know, it, it's part of my mindset. I want to, because steel targets aren't rocket science. I've said that in other podcasts, you know, there, I mean, there is science behind them and there's a lot of different ways that we've pushed the envelope, but we've had copycats that 
make the same product as us essentially using crappy steel, but they try to use the same design, uh, more aspects of the design. So my goal is always just market this stuff hard and come out on in front of everybody, um, have the best content, have the best image, the best service and all that stuff. And then you'll, the imposters will show themselves. Um, it, it might affect us, but at the same time, I want, I want to own that market share before they do. Yep. That's, that's, that's the name of the game. And we kind of talked about that when we, when we, uh, we're talking about patent stuff too. Uh, spending that, the time and effort to, uh, to come out first and come out big. So they could seen, seen the most and become known as the originator. It's, it's, it's going to help probably more than, than any patent's going to help. You know, when you get, when you get the public and your supporters behind you, uh, that's going to be a, I mean, that has been a big deal for me and, and for the Neomag. So one thing I wanted to ask you is what is, and I don't know, maybe you don't have it. I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking like we're going through all this different stuff, just trying to figure out what my biggest goal then biggest objective is for the rest of the year. What's yours from survive. here on going forward, survive, breathe, survive. stand up uh, every morning. And I see from, from here out, I see, um, I mean, I got a whole other product to to push and to make content for that I'm super excited about. I get to do rifle content now, um, and I mean, we we got the holidays coming up. Uh, we've got a couple more training and uh, and promotional events coming up. I mean, the rest of this year is going to be pretty crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to take a road trip with my family out to Salt Lake City to visit my brother in December. So, yeah, my goal is to is to survive the rest of the year, and it, it, it's 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 going to be it's going to be an awesome rest of the year. I'm really looking forward to to the stuff that we have coming up. Um, how about you? I would second the survival aspect, but you know we've. I'll be able to talk more very soon about what we've been meeting about and what we're, what our plans are. Um, but there's a lot of cool changes coming for TA targets and it's going to happen fast and it's going to hit people off guard in a good way, in a really good way. Like we already have people saying, Whoa, look at TA targets. That's a legit target company. But when we execute this plan that we're building, it's going to be like, I, (laughs) I was joking. It's going to be like, um, black rifle coffee, but without the women, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of different things that we've, we're about to put into place and it's, it's going to free me up to be the dreamer, the visionary, the content creator, um, and, and then execute a plan that I think is going to launch us up to what I would call an established business. Um, and, and the plan is 18 months. So my hair is going to be gray and falling out over the next 18 months. But I know how fast 18 months goes. I've seen what we can do with limited resources. Um, but when we, when we put this plan into action, you know, my goal is to survive the plan, you know, obviously. But I'm really, really ready and excited to see what we can do in those 18 months. 
So I guess, I mean, my goal is just to make sure I'm taking time to rest. Um, <laughs> rest. Well, because I know what this is going to take from me. That's cute. So I, I need, I need to be alive, like not literally alive, but alive enough to execute this plan. So I'm going to have to put limits on myself. There's going to have to be clear communication and, and planning among our team because our team's going to be growing and there's going to be a whole lot of different aspects to that, that is going to be tough in some, in some ways, but in other ways it's going to be freeing. So I'm excited to, to go through this and then, I don't know, sharing the podcast as we go forward with what, you know, what worked and, and hopefully, I mean, we know there's no guarantees, but hopefully this major, these major steps make a lot of sense. And then in 2021, as we're getting into that year, when people think of steel targets, like this is my resounding overall goal. When people think of steel targets, the only name that they think of is TA targets. And that's it. When everything else, I want people to, to know that name. And if somebody else says, well, what about this company? They're like, no, 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 they're imposters. You need to go with TA targets. Trust us. You know, I want that kind of word of mouth to be flowing through this industry um, and I, I think I think we have a plan to make that happen. Well, it's, it's only it, it all, that only takes two things. This is really it. So you might want to write this down. All it takes. I have to, my pen. All it takes to do that is a tremendous amount of money and a, a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the Wait, more money you put in, the less time is needed. The less money, the more time. So there's kind of an equation there. But really, it's just two things. That's all you need to to become the king of the industry. Is. And good ethics. I'm going to put good ethics in there. Yeah, that's questionable. That's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I'm uh, happy to announce that Greg has just announced that he is going to be the investor in this major push. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. I wish I had the money to invest. But no, it, it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be stressful. I will. I'm I feel like I'll be beating that dead horse of stressed. I'm stressed. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm running crazy, but this is what we want. I mean, ultimately as a business owner, we, we don't want to be stagnant and not growing and not moving forward. Um, you know, we can have the conversation among our team. Is there ever a time when enough is enough, but for now it's not enough. And there's a lot of work to be done ahead of us. Yep. Good deal. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully everybody listening is, is excited to, to continue on this journey with us and, and see where things go. Cause I've got, I too have had some conversations really recently and, and I'm kind of asking myself some of the same questions. So, uh, I'm not going to get too much more into that on the podcast until there's things actually in place and moving, but yeah, same here. Uh, I, I don't want to just go out and be like, Oh, this is what we're doing because things yeah. are evolving. Yep. So, all right, man. Well, cool. speaking of which we need to get back to work you need to get back to work and good luck on your launch yeah on you Friday too. I'll be praying for you guys and everything goes well and uh, hopefully when we talk next we can be <clears throat> we'll be sitting back with our feet up yeah right <laughs> sipping on a whiskey or something in celebration of, of maybe a, the whiskey a successful launch maybe the whiskey will be involved but <laughs> I don't know if my feet will be up <laughs> 
Cool, man. Well, um, guys, remember to like and subscribe. Is liking a thing here? No, I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Guys, my brain's can, fried. Just make sure you leave a review. People can Let's, like us. There might not be a button to like us, but they can actually like us. Like us. So guys, in your brain right now, just <laughs> envision you have a button in front of you that says, I really like Forging the Journey podcast. Press that button. And then right after that, leave a rating and review. And tell a friend about us. That's all you have to do this week. That's it. That's it. That's your homework. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm signing off. Yep. All right, man. All right, man. Have a good week. Rest of the week. That's it. That's it.